You subscribed, but are you a channel member? You probably should be. You get extra additional content, Madden gameplays, you get early access to tons of different videos, as well as, uh, as well as, what do we call those things again? Oh, that's right. Live membership only live streams. That's right. Only for members, only for you. You get all of our time and uh, not just football, Ant. Yeah, lots of other stuff as well. So go ahead and click the join button right now and join the 49ers Cutback crew. Get some cool emojis also. Oh, yeah, that as well. It is time for War Room. Uh, this is going to be absolutely exciting. I can't wait. Chapman is here. Aponte's here. Wow, this is going to be crazy. This is going to be absolutely insane. And, and chat, look, at, at the end of the day here, you guys are going to get a little bit of a say here on what's going on. So how this is going to work is you guys are going to be voting down right now in the comment section uh, in, in the live chat feature. You're going to be voting for which of the gentlemen you want to see start off and start off as the general manager for this episode. Every round they will flip. GM will have final say on who the pick is. And each of us, myself, yourself, Aponte and Chapman, all of us are going to be making a pitch for a guy we want to see uh, for the 49ers draft at that spot in, in whatever round, wherever we're at uh, in this thing. So hey, this is going to be a lot of fun. But Ant, uh, before we can get too far into this, we got we got to introduce the cutback. Yeah. The guys, they got, they got to know what's going yeah. on here. And gentlemen, welcome. It's, it's absolutely incredible to have you both on. Uh, Miss, Mr. Chapman, let everyone know what's up, where they can find you and uh, why. Why you should be the GM of all people. Um, well, one, um, I, I believe I'm the the John Lynch to Jay's Kyle Shanahan. So I, I want to ride like I feel like he was the one that got asked on first and he brought me on. That's how I want to see it. Right. Uh, but anyway, I want to say thank you guys. I love what you are doing, which are you are killing it right now. Uh, listening to you guys nonstop, I feel like, which is a great thing. Um, so want to say thanks for letting us come on I'm 49ers Rush Podcast, uh, wherever you listen and or watch YouTube, whatever. That's where you can find us. And uh, this is going to be fun. Hopefully we argue a little bit and ruffle some feathers. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Absolutely. And, and Mr. Aponte, my guys, first time we're getting to have you on the channel. Absolutely stoked and excited to have you here. Uh, let everyone know where they can find you. And also, you know, make the case. Why should it be you? Why should the cutback crew go with you to start? Appreciate you guys, and this is always a big thing for anybody I ever ask my opinion on anything, let alone something as important as what the 49ers are having to do right now. At the same time, while John said that I'm the Kyle Shanahan to his John Lynch, I might uh, make the move that he's the Kyle Shanahan to my Jed York. Maybe sometimes I want to get away from those things, and I want to make sure that I line things up the right way and just make sure that I put it in the hands of better guys. No, look, um, it, it's all about team needs, all those things, and we'll talk about all those things as well, but you can follow me on Twitter at Jason. Aponte 2103 on YouTube, Jason Aponte, and uh, the Sprint Ride Option podcast with the amazing, brilliant, underrated Andrew Pasquini, um, anywhere that you get your audio podcast. Yeah, and I just want you both to know I'm about to be the Adam Peters. I'm about to slam this table over <laughs> and over until I get my Omri Thomas. I want my guys. 
Well, hey there. Hey, you know what? Uh, that that leaves me as the odd man out, and yeah. I'm a okay with that. I'll be the dark horse. It's it's fine. Uh, look, we're excited about this. Absolutely stoked to have you both on it and be doing this. And chat is absolutely lit right now. The votes are going insane. We're gonna give you guys about 30 more seconds to make those final votes and put those final things in. Uh, but gentlemen, I guess I guess the thing I should start with for both of you is. Uh, for both John and Jason here, what do you think is the biggest need going to the for going into this draft for the San Francisco 49ers? John, we'll start with you. I want to say make Trey Lance comfortable, right? Like if you want to throw a position out there, that's fine. Interior offensive line, whether you want to go depth at wide receiver, like that's what I care about more than anything. Uh, most years you probably look at how can you make the whole team better? And I think that's a great question. And free agents wise, they did that right now. I don't care about anything else. Trey Lance needs to be Absolutely, and 49ers, George, you, you, you're a psycho. You're a psychopath with a $100 super chat, my guy. I'm pumped. Too many legends on the show. Straight Jack, let's get it. And you know what? Let's George get to it. He is. Yeah, let's he get is. to it with Jason here. Jason, what are you thinking the biggest need is? And, I mean, I think it's an interior offensive line. Like, John alluded to it a little bit, and he just made the move. But when you look at the actual – you know, what you know is what's going into this into this team as a solid. It's it's left tackle. We think Alex Mack is coming back. We don't know that Aaron Banks will be as good as he is, even though he's sliding into his natural position. Daniel Brunskill has a chance to come back. Do we even know if Mike McGlinchey is going to be ready to go, no matter what John Lynch sidesteps on any question that I asked him on the combine? So we are going to find out. Like, I think that obviously the way this team builds is within the trenches on the defensive side and on the offensive line side. So I think offensive line is going to be your biggest need because you have your defensive line largely intact and you can still make moves to improve those on the same way. But you already have that intact. The offensive line needs a little bit more. I have a question for you. At pick 61, is offensive line a target? Because you wonder if there's enough value for the offensive line at 61, or is that more of a 93 or a 105? You know, what's your guys feeling on offensive line at 61? Um, because I've been kind of feeling that they need to go impact player. Well, that's an impact edge rusher that's going to you know get after the quarterback or a big-time receiver that can help the quarterback. But I do want to know what your guys' opinions are because uh, I think 61 is kind of an interesting place to pick. They they went there even higher last year, right? Um, I mean, yes, they fell back in the True. second round, but they still went into your offensive line and then sat them, redshirted them, uh, which hey, I'm, I'm making a shirt right now that says, I got drafted by the 49ers and all I got was this red shirt from Kyle. Um, like, <laughs> th that's like why well that's what he does. But yeah, 100% you can go there and it would not be bad. There are some targets there, which depending on the mock draft simulator we use, guys like Dylan Parham, I don't want to get into too many names right now, that, oh man, just get me excited. Get me really excited. I agree there. Yeah, and I think that um, Edge was the first thing that I walked away from when we were scouting at the at the Senior Bowl. You looked at a bunch of some of those Edge guys that, like, there's some of the best in the world right now at this point, and uh, that was where I would walk away with somebody. But at this point, I think the 49ers will play best pay player available because they do have needs outside of just Edge. They can use a strong safety. They can use interior all line. So I think it's it's how the board lays. And I think that the, the, the beautiful part about the evaluation process that we all have is for one – 
month. We have it set a certain way. When things start to fall a different way, you start to find out that other teams are interested in other things. And that's what I think makes this so interesting because there will be guys that fall and not because they're not good players, but because teams are addressing their needs other than that. So I think the 49ers will play best player available. But I do think that they have in mind edge rusher, which is something that they prioritize the entire time um, during this regime, which uh, which is John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. I like it. I like it a lot, and I think yeah. both 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 things are spot on, and I can see that happening as well. But uh, you know what? Enough talk. Enough talk. Okay. Cutback crew has voted John Chapman. You will be starting ah, off. As I didn't the want GM. sixty-one. Dang it! That's why uh, you get sixty-one. <laughs> you get it, my guy. It's all you right, all right now, John. Right. Pressure I'm is make on. Make everybody mad. You're never going to invite me on this show again. I'll show you. <laughs> uh, hey, listen. We got an interesting one here. We're going to use PFN uh, mostly because it was easy for the overlay graphic for myself. But besides go. that. Uh, it's, it is what it is, right? We're going to feel guys are not valued or not ranked in any places on, on any of these mock draft board sites. So again, it's all about making the pitch. It's all about stating the reasons why we're going to get into this. John, you're going to be the gentleman that's going to be on the clock officially for this. We're going to let this it. thing roll. We're going to see who is available. Uh, and as you can see, you can see some of the guys coming off the board right now. Aiden Hutchinson went one KB on went two. Uh, we just saw Tyler Lindenbaum. Who go went seven. six? Who went six? That's uh, what's important. Six was Evan Neal. Evan Neal. Just saying. Evan just Neal. saying. Just saying, Panthers. Uh, hey, Zion no Johnson off the board now. there at 17. That's true. They <laughs> yeah. didn't have one. They didn't have much one. John and there was a the trade-up trade 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 from Malik Willis. Yeah, that dude. Ooh, there was a trade-up from Malik Willis. So I'll pause that real quick. Uh, Malik Willis was the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Ooh, Seahawks, their trade-up I three. hope and pray that is the case. It's either that or Baker, <laughs> and I'd be very happy with that. I like wait, wait, wait. Malik John, Willis. You don't like you don't like Malik? I do. I just don't think that he could fill in behind that terrible offensive line. If Russell Wilson Fair. couldn't be a playoff team, Malik Willis sure as hell can't his first year. I just think I like Malik Willis a lot. He's my first quarterback. He's going top five. I firmly believe that, and he should. But you put him on a bad team, I just – he needs time, and he needs to develop. And I don't think he can do that with that depth. I just don't see it. John, did you get the memo? When you get selected a third, you have to sit a year. Oh, that's so I don't true. think I don't I don't think I don't I, I don't think true. I don't think Malik I don't think Malik Willis is going to start. I think you're going to get Drew Locke and you'll be fine with that. Let him take the bumps and bruises because he's the guy who has been in the league. So, but there you go, there you go. There okay, you go. so gentlemen, we do have a trade offer. We do have a trade offer. It is. From Are we the allowed Denver... to do trades? Is that okay? I mean, I'm not going to make it, it crazy. It's, it, I mean, you're the GM at the end of the day, right All now. Right. You're going to get a final say on it. So I'm just going to let you know what the trade is, and then we can look at best available players. So the trade is pick 61 for San Francisco. Denver Broncos moving up three spots from 64 and they're giving up pick 232. So that's what the trade offer is. That's what they're giving. That's what they're offering to San Francisco. <laughs> it's absolute doing? hot garbage. I'm aware. It's it's what not a great, this? not a great trade. 232? Uh, Come on, man. 232. Here is best available <laughs> on the board here. Here's best available Jason's on the board. about to lose his mind. He is about Abigail to lose his mind. available? What are we doing here? Oh, dude. All right. Andrew all right. Watson. What, what, are we, what are we, what are we doing all here? All right. All right. This is going to be, all right. So here's the deal. And this is, yeah. oh, let me say this. This is the problem and the benefit of doing all these mock draft simulations. Because guess what? Stuff happens. Creed Humphrey fell to pick 61. Never should have. Never should have lasted he's incredible anyway you can go down the list dk metcalf fell all these guys fall so that will happen having said that you don't like to plan for these situations and i understand most of the listeners right now i can't see your chat but i guarantee you everybody's talking about christian watson that's a beautiful thing if he's there at 61 what did i say make trey lance comfortable having said that i'm telling you right now i'm not taking christian watson 
I'm not taking them because I don't think that's a realistic approach. And whenever we get to our draft and we do make a pick at 61, yes, I say we, when I talk to 49ers, I spend a lot of time talking about them. Um, everybody's going to be pissed off because you didn't get Christian Watson or Samson. Uh, I'm sorry, not Samson, uh, Epiketti, who's incredible. So I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be a little harsh here. Uh, y'all can be pissed off at me all you want. Uh, that's okay. I, I don't think those two are reasonable options at this point. If they're there, if they are there, I would be very happy. I, I would love to pair Christian Watson. Uh, Jason, do you agree with me? No, I would, but not a 61. A 61, if Epic Katie's there, then I think it's a slam dunk because yeah. he immediately rolls right into the role. And, and, and this is impossible. It's impossible, guys. Again, 61 would have been very much in play once we got out of the senior bowl. But when you start to like break down the film and, and a bunch of people got a chance to look at him at the senior bowl, his stock rose the entire time. Same thing with Christian Watson. I don't think there was a bigger riser aside from maybe like a Calvin Austin guys who have like really raised their stock in other ways. Christian Watson was the guy that everybody walked away trying to speak about. Now, when you look at 49ers fans, what are they going to say? It's obvious that it needs to be Christian right. Watson at 61. I still, if Christian Watson and Epic Katie were on the board, I would still take Epic Katie based on the way that this team drafts and the way that they build their roster. I think Epic Katie is too easy to pass up or too hard to pass up in terms of, Pass rush falls right into that D forward lane. Yes, he has concerns in the run defensive uh, portion of his game, but D forward couldn't stop the run either. That's not why he was brought there. Epicady becomes that edge rusher that Nick Bosa has been needing that will be consistent on obvious passing downs and third downs. Yep, I like Yeah, I agree with All you right, big time on Epicady. Yeah, go, I'm go sorry. ahead, John. I was, I was just saying say, I agree. Yeah. I mean, the other thing to look at when you're talking about edge rusher is you have a bunch of edge rushers right now for the 49ers that are on the last year of their contract. Um, so they are going to have to improve for the future. So they will address edge rusher at some point, but it has to be early, I think, because if you get someone late, they might not be able to make this roster with the current rotation, not to mention they have another guy coming in for you know a workout, potentially a lot of potential there as well. So edge rusher early is the only time it makes sense because I don't think you get a developmental guy because you're not going to really stash this guy. Are you going to redshirt him on potentially on your practice squad? I, I so a couple of things, and I, I'm with you. And like, if, if you look at the NFL and the starters across the NFL at the edge position, all first, second round picks, almost all of them. So if you want a quality tier edge guy, you do have to go early. But if I'm the general manager, if Ebicady's there, sure, I, I'm willing right. to to 100% make that. And I understand he's on the board here, but come right. on, man. I believe in miracles. I'm not feeling it right <laughs> now. So I want to give the listeners a very realistic approach to what this mock draft could be like. So I can't discount everybody that is there. So here's the thought process going through my head. How do I help Trey Lance? First and foremost, I want to look at wide receivers and I want to look at interior offensive linemen. Those are the first two. Not saying I won't draft other outside of that position, not at all. Uh, slot corner is very high on the need for me personally. Um, I I think I see the slot corner as a defensive starter that plays 70% of the snaps in the NFL. And I also see it as where we've been burned in the playoffs with that slot fade. I want somebody that can guard that. So those are kind of the three positions that come to mind for me first. Uh, Jason, uh, as the owner of the 49ers in this situation, am I correct? <laughs> am I allowed to look at those three? 
as the owner of the 49ers, I don't make statements that are stupid or anything like that in any way. And I allow the guys who are smarter than I to make the correct oh, decisions. God. And I don't make comparisons to Joe Montana and Steve Young and Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo as the 49ers owner. Okay. Just, you know, so Jason was supposed to go into politics. And that's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, maybe I just go. gotta cut the beard if I want to yeah. do that. <laughs> can, can I get some drunk tweets out of you? That, that's that's Me? what we really need to know. Yeah, yeah, oh. you know, as the owner of the 49ers. We need drunk tweets. Oh, I mean, oh listen, just get us to Vegas and we'll make it happen. Like I promise <laughs> hey, you. It's not gonna be harder to do that. So hey, look so look though, you guys make some good points there. Going interior offensive line, I get it. Going wide receiver too, I get it as well. You know, it, it does help Trey Lance, but this team has also been built identity-wise around the defense. And while, yeah, going edge would be nice and important and, and help stabilize some things, we do kind of have a glaring hole right now at safety. And you got a guy like Jalen Petrie sitting here on the board at 59. That makes sense. It really does make sense in terms of a guy you can plug and play. He's going to come in there and be able to compete day one off the get-go at that safety spot. Um, there is a glaring hole there. And the, and the defense and the secondary and the rotation, guys being able to flow up into the box. There are some guys later that I, that I truly do like. But if we're thinking about plugging holes and making sure we got a team here that is solid around Trey Lance – defensively we need to make sure we also have that secondary shirt up uh, making sure that defense isn't giving up a lot of points let's keep the pressure off the young guy early like, we all know the upsides there right we, we got the potential and we do have some weapons around him already we think the offense could take an uptick with a guy like trey but can we make sure too defensively maybe we're not giving up a yeah. bunch of points not put a pr bunch of pressure on the young sex second year quarterback can and you're not gonna find a bigger oh i'm sorry john no I was, I was just gonna say could you put the wide receivers that are up that are available Absolutely. up there I, i'm just curious sorry go ahead jason no, I just uh, you're not going to find a bigger Jalen Petrie fan than I am in, in terms of what he does. I've, I, you know, 18 tackles for loss. You're talking about a guy who's the star player can play down in the and He's literally Jimmy Ward. And you could flip those guys as as you know, free safety and strong safety. There is no real designation for those guys. Those guys float around. They do whatever they want. But I'm telling you what I think from the 49ers point of view. And maybe I don't even really agree with this. And we're just talking about where we are on the board right now. They believe that they have enough with Tarverius Moore. Odom, like I, I think that the Odom move is, is a little bit more than special teams that people want to believe because of the money that was allocated to this man. Okay, so he's played strong safety. You and have Tarverius, right? And the tape, right? Like you have Tarverius more. You have you have uh, Odom, right? But Katie kind of just lends itself to the philosophy that this team has kind of had in terms of well, maybe you're a little bit soft in a certain spot in the secondary, but guess what? Quarterbacks can't throw the ball uh, when they're on their back. And that's what Ebby Katie would bring for, you know, Nick Bosa. And, and when you line up Kinlaw and Armstead, you're talking about this is your, your turbo pack or whatever it is, your third down, your obvious passing situation thing. It's Ebby Katie is he, he's got his concerns in the run defense. But at the same time, when you put pressure on the quarterback, your secondary doesn't have to really cover. And this 49ers team, this regime has largely addressed the position later on. They've never really looked at cornerback and other places yeah. in the secondary as much as they have in the trenches. So I'm just trying to put myself in the in the thought process of what's going on in that room. And when you're looking at like getting pressure, Epicady right now for me is the move. Just just for me in terms of the way that the 49ers have moved in the, in this entire regime. Asante Samuel Jr. was on the board when the 49ers were picked. 100%. Last year, and they said, oh, let's trade back. 100%. And that's my thing is – 
you know, look, they, they are obviously on the side of pressure over coverage right now. And, and that's what it is. They can identify coverage guys later on that will be fine, but they're not looking for like a straight up lockdown guy. I think they feel like they've got it with Charvavis Ward. I, I can't judge the move until we see, you know, it being played. He had a great season, but in, if I'm putting myself in their position, they're going to address the defensive line position and they need another pass rusher. Ebukam can come in. Here he is um, on certain downs and, and, and they have other guys, Jordan Willis, all those guys who can kind of just like fill in here and there. But Ebukati fills in with that D4 role that would that made that defense so dominant in 2019. That's where I feel like they're just going to try to just gravitate to. But again, I think we all agree. At 61, Ebikati's not going to be there. He's just like not going to be there. I like it. And I will say this. When Jason and I start our first boy band, uh, Pressure Over Coverage <laughs> will be our first single, just so you know. So, uh, just Solid. Get that ready for you. Solid. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, can we see the interior offensive linemen? Namely centers. Absolutely. But I know everybody kind of marks that weird, so we can bounce back a little. Lindstrom's there. Jergens there. Uh, that is awesome. Uh, go over Sean Ryan's there. I like Sean Ryan out of UCLA. Uh, he played left tackle for him. I mean, the guy was awesome. Not sure about the center thing. I'm going to stay away from that. He's a little big. I like Cole Strange. So I, I immediately, I like Donovan West there. Here's what my thinking is. Uh, I'm going to discount the interior offensive lineman at this point because a stud didn't fall. And I know that they're going to like th – this one's going to have some other guys in there. But I'm going to wait on the interior offensive line. I saw a lot of guys at wide receiver. I want to focus this pick on wide receiver. Uh, I don't know. Are we doing polls? What, what's happening here? Hey, what's the process? No, polls. It's this is right. gonna be you, but hold, hold, hold on a second. Here's a question. And is there a receiver on here that, that you're thinking is a better fit than potentially Watson? You, or you already know where I was gonna go. It's 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 John Mechie. I love John Mechie. It's true. I love John yes. Mechie. So I would I would instantly go gravitate towards John Mechie. I think he would fit. Uh, what the 49ers are trying to do. I have often thought they needed somebody to stretch the field. That's not what Mechie would do overall. I just think he would fit the makeup of what they want to do with the addition of Ray Ray McLeod and all that. So he's somebody that jumped off, but there's other players right there that are available too. Like I love David Bell as well, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be against any of those guys. So I think this is actually a, a nice spot for a wide receiver. All right, so I'm going wide receiver. Now let me just, I have to preface this. So the hate mail that comes to my house is just <laughs> correct. You know what I'm saying? Again, if, if I was... I would go, this is the order I would go if this was the actual board. I would go Ebicady one. I would go Christian Watson two. I do not believe either one of those two guys are available, so I'm discounting those to give a little bit more of a realistic option. And some people are going to say, well, this isn't a realistic option either. But there is a wide receiver there that I am going to take, and it is not Mechie, even though I love him. This guy led the entire NCAA in missed tackles force. He is elusive to the point that whatever, like he fits exactly what Kyle Sky Moore. wants. Sky Moore, wide receiver, oh, Western Michigan. Okay. I love this kid. I absolutely love what he brings, whether it's contested catches, whether it's route running, which him and Brandon Ayuk would be battling week one for best route runner on the team. And I think the reason why I put such a premium on wide receiver, also Kyle does, I think it's nine out of the first 40 picks that this front office has had is all wide receivers. And that doesn't even count the Emmanuel Sanders trade. So Kyle Shadea loves him some wide receivers, and he still doesn't have the depth that he wants. If Ayuk or Debo, for some reason, have something go wrong, I get a little worried. And so make Trey comfortable. We don't want to throw to Travis Benjamin any longer. 
And so this would be a positive. Travis Benjamin's incredible. He had his time. I think it's just time to get him some quality. <laughs> Look at Jason shaking his head at me. No, Come I'm on, just man. I'm shaking my head because on, you man. know Travis. You know Travis Benjamin just heard what you said. Like he yeah, knows, no, he, he, like, tweets he, me. he tweets me. Well, here's what's great. Travis Benjamin retweets me and subtweets me and then deletes it a day later. Which I, I'm like, leave it up there, man. Like, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would have never, I never said anything bad about him until he started tweeting at me. And then I'm like, all right, that's fair. That's fair. Well, uh, well, I, I think it was I something you, along TV. the lines of like, why is he here? Like those. T- <laughs> that came after he started it. Okay. okay. He started it. I love, I, I like that guy. I, I, I said something positive about him once. Um, Sky Moore. I want Sky Moore. That's Sky Moore. There it is. All right, so Sky Moore is going to be the pick there. Uh, I like that there. Not a not a bad option. There really wasn't a lot of uh, terrible options there for for us. There was a lot of uh, good players, solid players, and I think uh, a lot of guys. I know I know Jason's like sitting there going, guys, no, these these dudes are not going to be here. What is happening here? What are, what are we doing, PFN? What are we doing? Uh, so look though, John, you just made the pick. Sky Moore is the selection. Christian Watson just went off the board. Don't to don't, the look so don't look at that. Don't look at that. Ridiculous. Earlier, Christian right? Watson. Christian Watson's going at thirty at least. Yeah. The latest by the time the Chiefs. I would are love back to have him board. though. I would love yes. to have him. Yeah. Oh, and don't disagree there at all. Uh, so look, gentlemen, Mr. Aponte, roles are reversed. You're now Uh-oh. the GM in control. It Uh-oh. is going to be on you here for pick can 93. I, can I get a few seconds so I can get a little drunk and send some drug tweets real quick or whatever? <laughs> I mean, this, I mean, like, sure, you guys well, like it? Why not? You guys like it a juice? Is that, is that what we're doing? <laughs> that's what we're looking for. That's, that's, what, that's exactly gone. what we're looking for. <laughs> Petrie, if Petrie's still Petrie. on the board by the time we get back there, I just he just I, got I'm, he just got, he just got right, taken. Yeah. He just he just got taken. Keep going. John Metch, he's gone. He's gone. True. All right, it's we're true. at ninety three. We are okay. at ninety three now. There are two trade offers here. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna lay them out for you. Uh, one of cool. them is the Rams, which mm-hmm. we're just not gonna no. do. That's just off. Get the him table. out of here. Get him out of here. Yeah, that's that's just off the table. They don't get to mm-hmm. trade back in and and mm-hmm. uh, be doing involved in things. Nope. The other one is the Washington football team. Or the commanders? What 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 the, what are what are the commanders commanding? Uh, the command they're commanding not anything great. Uh, it's pick ninety three and pick two sixty two. So they want Mister Irrelevant. They're gonna give us pick one thirteen and a fourth round pick in twenty twenty three. Oh, kick them out, man! No, thank you. I love it. All right, we're good. We're good, Dan. We're good. We're out of that situation there. And here's the board. Here's the best available. This is what we got up here now. <sighs> So uh, I might have made a mistake. I might have made a mistake. Khalil Shakir, you see Khalil Shakir sitting there right now at this point. Okay. Why? Why? What? What? What are you saying, John? I'm just saying there's a lot of wide receiver depth that there are. That's why I wouldn't know. That's why I wouldn't have went there. In that, and and, and again, we're just disagreeing friendly. Like, like, yeah. Whatever. Owner, you're supposed to have your GMs back. Hey, man, no, man, we throw you under the bus. Like, that's what Jed York does, man. It's just like, are you you trying to win with class or are you trying to win? Like, uh, come on, man. Like, let's get on. No, 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 no. But that's the thing is that I felt like this uh, wide receiver market was very saturated. And in terms of there's a lot of great players here. And when you look at a Khalil Shakir at this point, it's it's really actually crazy when you think about that, because I think that he fits the 49ers mold, all those things. And again, the 49ers are going to address the wide receiver position in this draft. Like, let's not uh, let's not sugarcoat things, because right as of right now, as of right now, they only have three wide receivers under contract. Brendan Ayuk, Debo Samuel and Ray McLeod. Now, Juwan Jennings still hasn't signed his tender. I fully expect him to be back. But now you're talking about four. And now you have to find a way again. When John talks about if somebody gets injured, 
you're in a bad spot. You're in a very bad spot. So again, it's all about finding all of those fits and things like that. So there's plenty of wide receivers to be had here. It's not a bad pick with Johnny. It's just, again, uh, it's just, I would have waited just a little bit longer in my opinion. That's all. That's all. What do we have as best player available right now? So best player available is Sam Williams out of uh, Mississippi, the edge rusher out of Mississippi. He's still on the board. After no that, way he makes it that far. Uh, I, I would got, agree with you that, on that. Uh, he's got that sexual assault. Oh, thing that's in his right. Best. There's the, yeah, oh. there is that. There is the off the field thing. So that but is yeah, possible. F- film wise, I agree. Film wise, yeah. I agree. Uh, Greg Dulcich at a tight, a tight end of the UCLA. Alec Lindstrom, the center out of Boston College. Nicholas Petit Frere uh, out of Ohio State. Kirby Joseph, safety out of Illinois. Justin Ross out of Clemson. Verone McKinley. Caleb E. Uh, Ellaby. Excuse me there. And then we have uh, Calvin Austin the third. Isaiah Thomas, no, edge out of Oklahoma. Uh, Channing Tindall. Uh, Matt Willetsko, off of tackle North Dakota. Tyler Beatty, Jake Ferguson, Cade Otten, uh, Eric Uzukanma, Bailey Zappi, James Cook, Darian Kennard, and then we start getting further and further down. So we look, both, I we both made the same face at the same time. I could get everybody <laughs> mad right now and take James Cook. It's I could get everybody mad and just take it. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It isn't your podcast, but there's no way you should be taking a running back here in the third. Uh, you guys know better than this. No, no, no. We do. We They're do, not going to do it again. I know for a fact that Kyle Shanahan watched James Cook's tape and was just like, oh, my God. Can we, like, find a way to get our hands? But, look, we're, in the interest of keeping it where the board lays and things like that, look, you guys are right. Williams has those things, but we're going to pick the best player on the board right now. And if he slides to this position, then I would expect the 49ers have done their due diligence. But I will tell you this. If he slid this far and the 49ers passed on them, it's because they've done their due diligence and because they care more about players and what they what they have going on, right? Like, I think they got burned after the Reuben Foster thing. That's somebody that they wanted super bad, right? So literally in the same draft, you have the parallels of the one guy that you know is not going to be a problem, Solomon Thomas, ever. And then you took a chance and you, you, you swung on Reuben Foster, who ended up being a problem. So how much is that really shaped the way the 49ers really look at some of these guys right like and and the interview process exactly i agree and the one thing that i think i learned at the combine when we were talking about evaluating players is the human factor the one thing you can't really scout okay you can scout measurables how fast they are how high they jump how look how they look on tape but what are what's the human quality and how much do you put in stock of that and i think the 49ers really do put a huge stock in that because they don't want to have guys who are going to be um, in problems off the field. And if you are, you're out of here, but at the same time, how much of that should really go into what you're doing? If the player can develop, if you feel like the player can help you. So that's the dichotomy the 49ers have. Let's just say right now, and this is, again, it's not my podcast, but we're going to do best player available. If Sam Williams is there, that's it. You take him right now and you take him immediately. So you've addressed, the wide receiver position with a great prospect that, that John has had, but now you've got Williams here, which I don't believe that he'll fall from everything that the NFL has told me in the last few years, in terms of the way that they look at off the field stuff. I don't think he's going to fall that far. Maybe some teams will pass on him because they don't want the headache, but I, I kind of noticed the way that the NFL owners and the, and the teams are right. Like, look, Sean Watson got paid. You know why? He's a great player. Do we know what's going on off the field? Yeah. No. Does that look sketchy? Yes. 
But you take a chance on guys like that, right? Because it's a high reward, right? And you feel like as an organization can always rein those guys in. At the same time, if we're just talking about straight up on the field tape stuff, because we can't quantify all that stuff. I haven't had the chance to talk to Sam Williams. I don't know what the hell his story is. I don't know what's going on. But if we're talking about fit and all that stuff, this really makes this pick easy for me because Sam Williams is way underdrafted at this point. Uh, 4.4640. At 260 pounds. No, Unreal. not going to happen. Not going to happen. Wait, is so, that good? I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I'll take Sam Williams here and I will take it with the easiest answer. And I will give you the cop. That's the cop out answer because he's up there. And that's just, if he does fall to this team, I think that even if they had concerns with what's going on off the field, you still have to swing on that pick and you still have to try to see if you can develop that stuff. So I, I'll take Sam Williams here. Fair. Uh, it's fair. And do you want to try to make a kit, make your pitch anywhere else? Uh, no, because uh, he's right. I mean, at this point, he's a, he's a really good player. And as long as you believe that he loves football and you're not too worried about the off the field issues. And like he said, we're not involved in the actual interview process. So if the 49ers signed off on it at this point, with all the things they've learned through the Ruben Foster situation and all that, um, this would be a, an absolute slam dunk move. You address edge early, which I believed you had to. Um, and you already got a dynamic receiver with your first pick. So it's kind of checking the boxes on what the 49ers not only need to do, but usually do. Very fair. Very fair. So Sam Williams is the guy. Mr. Aponte, you've got your gentleman. You've got your gentleman. And now we've hit wide receiver and we have hit edge. And now we can flip things back over to Mr. Chapman. Can, can we not jump forward? I want to look at the board. I might want to trade up here. Okay. Am I too late? No, 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 no. We might, we might be able to. So is there a guy specifically that you're targeting here? There is. But before I do so, can you look at defense and the corners that are available? Absolutely. Because can if not, get, I, I, I want to jump up get to right it. here. Okay, so let's get to it here. Defense and corners are available. You got Mario Goodrich. You got Zion, Zion McCollum, Alante Taylor, Michael Wright, uh, Damari, uh, Damari Mathis, Tariq Castro-Fields, uh, Caleb Evans. Marcus Jones sitting there at 185 as well. Um, and we got pick 105. Yeah, let's roll it forward. Let's roll it forward. I don't want to jump up yeah, here. But uh, if this, right, this guy's still forward, there, then. I've got a couple options okay. out. I feel a little better, you know what I mean? And, and I love this part of the draft because not only do you only have to wait about 12 picks to go, it, this is the end of day two. So if somebody wants to jump up, you know, I, I love having picks at the end of days and at the start of days because it's just a little bit more traffic there. And John Lynch loves to trade around. So, so yeah, does. we'll see what goes here. We'll this is why I'm the owner yeah, and I allow John Chapman uh, to, to go ahead and run the team. That's fair here. It's fair. We got Alec awesome. Lindstrom going at 100. Zion McCollum going ah! at 101. You wanted Man, Lindstrom. Now. That's who I wanted, man. Perfect fit. Man. Perfect fit. He, he is a good fit guy there. Uh, then we got Tyler Batty going. Nicholas Petit Ferrer and uh, we got a trade offer and trade it's absolute request. hot garbage. It's it's absolute hot garbage. Uh, just I'm just gonna reject this thing. I just unless, like unless up the whole unless, thing and John, unless you want pick 147, pick 148, and pick 150 for from Chicago for pick 105 and pick 262. Unless we're gonna do a four and a half hour podcast, I'm gonna reject that. <laughs> solid, well absolutely played, yeah. solid GMing right there. Uh, Caleb Ely just went off of the board. And now uh, let's look at best available. Uh, I know you had mentioned cornerbacks. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of pretty good options here. Uh, look, if, if we're gonna go a guy here, a, a guy that can do a lot of different things. Uh, my my feeling is, if we're gonna be going after somebody, I mean, I guess I'm assuming, right? We're looking for a slot guy here. Looking yes, for a guy that, that could potentially correct. play slot. 
that that's what we're correct. looking for. There's there's some good choices on this board right now. I really, really do like Marcus Jones out of Houston. I know he's at that 185 spot. We're picking at 105. That's on PFN. There's a lot of places that have this guy a little bit all over the place going in different spots. I don't know how you guys feel about him. I think he's got flexibility, can play inside and out. I do have some questions about top end speed and fluidity and things of that nature. But I think this is a guy who is going to come in maybe a little bit ahead of schedule. Um, and is there any guy that you're thinking here that they should be looking at? Oh, you already know I'm looking offensive line at this point. Dylan Ooh. Parham would be somebody that I would be very much interested at this pick, but I would not be against Marcus Jones either. However, I just think you you had Alec Lindstrom. That was the that was the guy. That was the bang up choice. He's off the board. So if you're thinking interior offensive line, you're talking Donovan West now, Dylan Parham, those guys are, are interesting guys, but you want to make sure you lock them up because they will not be on the board in a realistic draft, unlike this board. Um, so they're not going to be that low. So getting one of those guys now is an issue, but nickel corner, you still look at it and you're just like, okay, that is a glaring hole. The 49ers need to, to fill. So I would probably go interior offensive line, but I do understand the the need to look for a, a nickel guy at this point. Jason, what are you feeling right now? What, what what route would you want us to want us to be going or want John to be going with this pick? Look, I'm Cole Strange Hive. And only and, and not because the 49ers asked him in Mobile to play center so they could show the flexibility. He has the guard experience. Realistically, I'm in for him and the names that we could use for him. Cole Strange and the <laughs> blocking of madness. Uh Doctor Strange and the multiverse of blocking. It it, it just writes itself. <laughs> more than anything. And I think that when you're getting down to certain things and you want to figure out, hey, let's split this down and what's the deciding factor, nicknames have to be a part of this at this point, right? No, 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 seriously. I love Cole Strange. Um, I think that if you guys ever heard him speak, he speaks about the outside zone and he knows it very well. He's a versatile guy. You know how the 49ers love their versatile guys, right? Like if you're coming in here as offensive line, you're not coming in because you can only play one solid position. They believe that you can play other positions. I think that Cole Strange is one of those guys. I feel like we've addressed a lot of the good spots there. Cole Strange is one of those guys, but there are a lot of really great offensive linemen still available on the yeah. board. And I think that that's where this, this pick would be leading itself if this draft board leaned this way. Yeah. James Cook's still there too. Um, yeah. And so like, they, and so, okay, here's the question that goes in my mind. Do you go after best available player? Because I, I think there's an answer for that for me personally, right now, I think the best available player on the board is James Cook. I think he is the best available player. However, however, this is Kyle Shanahan we're talking, and we've got a lot of running backs. I think he's going to target a running back later in the draft. We've got youth, all those things. I, again, my two questions, what makes Trey Lance more comfortable, and then, or can I get an immediate starter? Because I think any of these guys that you draft in the interior offensive line – Probably not going to start week one. We never saw Aaron Banks. We saw Banks for, or um, we, we, oh, goodness, help me out. Not Banks, Jalen Moore for one game, and then he got beat out. Like, I, if we draft an interior offensive lineman, they're probably going to sit. So I'm going to kind of curve a little bit here. I'm going slot corner, and I'm going my man, Marcus Jones. I love this guy. I love this guy's attitude. I love what he brings to the table. I think he fits perfectly, exactly like a, uh, you know, K1 Williams puppy that you put in there, right? He's small, but he's feisty, amazing tackler. I really like this guy upside in the return game as well. And to get him at this spot, here's how much I like Marcus Jones. If we took him at 61, I'd be like, that's a reach, but that's okay. Um, so I, I'm going Marcus Jones here, cornerback out of Houston. 
Like and I it. think he it's might fall to this spot because of metrics. He is small. He is only a slut guy, even though he played outside. I, I he's he's feisty, man. I like this guy a lot. His his best film too was in the slot. I, everything that I watched of him when he when he lined up inside is where I thought he he, he looked like the best version of himself. And, and you did miss a super chat from Tommy Huxley. We oh, can't did, miss he, did the, he call us butt cheekers? He did call us butt cheekers. Oh, there you beautiful. go. Absolutely glorious, Tommy. Hey, Tommy, good to see you in chat, my guy. Absolutely glorious. And Marcus Jones is the pick. So I pick 105. It is done. Mr. Chapman, you have taken your slot corner. We've now addressed a lot of different things if you're the San Francisco 49ers. Wide receiver Sky Moore. Sam Williams on the edge. Marcus Jones there at the cornerback spot. Mr. Ponte, it's going to be flipping back to you, sir. It's going to be flipping back to you. You're going to be making or be involved and in charge of who we go with next and who the next gentleman is um, again, Niners not on the board again until one to 34. So we got a little bit of time, a little bit of time here. He's we'll going punter. spoiler alert. For, yeah. Punter. I was about to say, first of all, first of all, 49ers, you're welcome with what you've gotten. And second of all, Matt Ariza is the pick immediately. And when you bring Matt Ariza in, you don't cut Mitch Wisnowski. You let him sit for a year so he can learn. And when, when he learns, that's when you make a move off of Mitch Wisnowski. Sorry, there guys. You I can't oh, resist. Then she, why are we even doing this? Just I, get right I to the pick. I think that's I can't the most solid thing I've heard so far. I can't resist. I can't resist that joke. It's always going to be there in, in any time. Lands, but, look, but look, let me let me bring some truth to that pick, right? The 49ers have DJ Jones walk away. They had Javon Kinlaw ready to slide in a spot. The 49ers let Lincoln Tomlinson walk. They have Aaron Banks to slot in it, right? Like, and it's not them sitting for a year. That's not the, the plan or anything like that. But it is them thinking ahead. The only other team that I can really find that really has that sort of philosophy is the Ravens. They'll lose a guy and they'll have a guy that they at least feel ready. Now, is he going to be ready? They don't know that. But they do have a guy. They have a separate plan. So the 49ers have thought in that way. So while I make jokes about Trey Lance not starting and being the quarterback. Like there is a precedent for the 49ers to be doing things like that. So that's, that's, you know, that's really the joke that I'm making more than anything. And I'm not trying to really like, you know, you know, get people upset or anything like that. Like, you know, at the same time, we're still having fun at the same time, Matt Ariza, if he's there, it's a steal because he's booming them hoes as Eric Crocker says, um, 70 <laughs> yards down the field, man. And, 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 and I mean, what, I mean, look, you're only as good as your punter. That's it. And for you guys who tell me that hits are important, I need a guy who's going to put guys on the one every single time. Because if you're going to draft the punter, he better be putting them on the one every single time because there's no reason to do that. Sorry. You know what makes me happy right now is that there might be a couple listeners that don't know how sarcastic you are right now. Oh, I'm super sarcastic. They have no clue. (laughs) They have no clue how sarcastic you are right now. Like no other. So like, I just love that somebody's like, ooh, this guy really likes kickers. (laughs) Like that is happening right now. And it makes me happy. Here's the thing, John. Here's the thing, John. I despise the positions and I've gotten away from despising the people who play those positions. Cause Robbie gold shut me all the way up and he's a goat. So he gets to like, <laughs> I, I, that's it. I, I, I completely apologize to Robbie gold. He gets everything. He can do whatever. Matter of fact, retire his number, put it up in the rafters at this point. Like I'm, I'm just talking about the position itself. It shouldn't be overvalued. And we have a trade on the board. It looks like we did, but it was uh, another one that was a bunch of hot. It. it was like, 40 picks away and and, and then a, a 200 pick. It was great. It was absolutely okay. glorious. So first and foremost here, Jason, Cole what are you thinking? Went. Cole Strange just went at 131. <sighs> pain. That's pain right yes, there. That's pain. You should have been that's on pain. the phone instead of ranting about a punter. <laughs> and see, and see, this is why you don't let the owner get involved in any of these things because the owner Gosh, like me would be like, 
I would be like, what did you do when you drafted Mitch Wisnowski? Dude, you could have traded up. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, you know, like that, that's why you pass this on to the other people. But yeah, I mean, Cole Strange going there uh, three spots before. It hurts. Three spots hurts. before. That's pain. Some awesome, that's, that's awesome pain. players available. Yeah, there are. Absolutely. So um, I, I would want you to show me interior O-line at this point. I'm going to be boring. I really am. Um, so we've got, oh, man. I mean, I, I feel like this is easy, and there's no way he's on the board at this point. Like, for me, John's doing this the right way. He's telling you this guy's not going to be on the board. This is exactly what I would do at this point. Me, I'm just going to take the board is what it is, and I'm going to take the easy right out. I mean, Cam Jurgens being here yeah. at this point would be an absolute steal, and this is exactly what the 49ers would be looking at. If this was the scenario, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and Jed York would be fighting each other, trying to run this up to the table, like, and trying to pass up the note. Like, they, like they would be on the clock for maybe 10 seconds before they send this away. And there are things that the 49ers need to address, but I think Jurgens is too good to pass up here. I don't even really want to give too much in terms of like speaking about this because it just, it's, it's too perfect. I think, I think Jurgens works here. And I think this is the exact, like right now, what 49er fans are getting from this is yeah, you're getting some insight into ter- in terms of like who we like and things like that. But if you're looking at this draft, this right now is a dream all the way through. This is your dream. 49ers fans as much as you want other draft crushes and you want other guys you're addressing all of these positions with premium players and and guys who can step in right away and again this has to do with the simulator this has to do with the way the draft board is falling that's fine but at the same time this would be an absolute dream scenario I'm not going to say no more Cam Jurgens is the pick and this is like easy and the 49ers are ready to represent the NFC in the uh, in, in the Super Bowl uh based on and Ooh, other oh, things they can oh. do and no best based on other things they can do in free agency and based right. on what they're doing right now in the draft i, I really don't right. think that if you if you let the 49ers walk away with this draft hall knowing that they can still make these moves later on it's really going to be a disgusting uh comparison because the packers have taken a step back the bucks are whatever they are and i mean the rams who are who they are and they won a super bowl sure give them all the credit but the margins are this slim like they didn't they're they're not exactly blowing the 49ers off the water the 49ers are doing a great job of the way that they're building their team in terms of never really giving up picks for free agents and the rams are doing the way that they are which is giving up their picks for free agents but the 49ers have done a great job building from the inside and they're going to continue this camp jerkins is the pick and the rams you're on the clock and you're on the notice now at this point Oh, right. oh, like oh okay. I like it. I like it. Oh, one thing I would like to throw at you guys and, and, and see what you guys think about this is Kyle Shanahan's belief in a rookie center or somebody that can develop. We see him come in, he signs Weston Richburg, and then eventually they bring in Alex Mack. Do we think that they would go a center in the draft to develop behind Alex Mack, or would they go the veteran route the next year? Um, that's just something I've always taken into consideration. Now, I do really like uh, the pick that you just made. That is fantastic. Jurgens is awesome. But would he? Would the 49ers be willing let, to take a center, or is this a guard pick? Yeah, let me jump in here and, and back up my owner because that's my job. You have Alex <laughs> Mack coming back. This gives you an opportunity for a fourth-round <laughs> pick, I believe we're at, to have yeah. somebody learn and step in. If it doesn't pan out, then guess what? Next offseason, you spend up and you bring somebody in a free agent. But this lets you in-house see it again. Shanahan red shirts, everybody. Um, and so, yeah, let it develop. And if it doesn't work out, it's a fourth round. You got an extra guy in the middle. No big deal. Uh, those <laughs> dart throws, nothing wrong with that. But yeah, you're right. The only interior offensive lineman that they have picked since they arrived here, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, 
was Aaron Banks. That's the only one yep. uh, in the for, first like few picks. First, few and rounds. the other thing, and the other thing that I'll say is, is Daniel Brunskill will probably be on this roster, right? Nobody's going to give up a pick to sign Daniel Brunskill at this point because they put the tender on him. Daniel Brunskill can play center. And if you give him an entire offseason and you want to run that way and you want to move in that direction, or if you want to play somebody else in that position, they can. Now, we all believe that Alex Mack is going to be there. I think that Daniel Brunskill isn't as good as Alex Mack, but you can have him step in there. He's that versatile. The 49ers love their versatility when it comes to offensive linemen. You're not here to just play one position. You're here to move around. So that's the thing. You take a shot on Jurgens. If worst case scenario, let's say Alex Mack comes back from his honeymoon and says, you know what, man, I like the married life. I want to stay home and that's all okay well you didn't address it when you had the chance coach strange would have been the perfect person i believe to be in that position but you know what you lost them three picks out but the 49ers would be able to at least play somebody on this roster who has had some success or some sort of experience playing center and that would be daniel brunskill and you could still take a swing on cam jurgens and have that high upside guy so here's my the only thing before we finalize this thing so I'm, I'm, you're pretty dead set i don't think anyone's swaying you on this but yeah, the reason I, why I want to bring it up and, and kind of piggyback off what you had said, Ant, was because it's not just, you know, the idea of them usually going after veteran centers, but like you just talked about, Jason, versatility on the O-line, guys who can do multiple things. Would this make Donovan West here maybe the more logical pick, a guy who's played guard and center at both spots and is interchangeable in that sort of way? Do you like that pick more, or is it for you specifically edging your bets and shoring up against Alex Mack not being available this year or potentially even not being available next year? Yeah, I, I think that it's more about what I can project and what I kind of know. And I know Jurgens is the baller, and I know that he can step right into that spot and play well. And, and that versatility is something that isn't given, and it's not something that can automatically be said, hey, you can do that. Like for the same people that tell you that somebody who played left tackle their entire time can flip to right tackle and play, no, completely two different things at this point. Yep. So yes, you would love that versatility. You would. Again, if Cole Strange was here, I would take Cole Strange over Jerry. And that's, that's, a, that's a controversial opinion because I'm literally telling you in one breath that I would take the guy with the versatility over the short bet, but I'm not going to take the versatility over this short bet which is Jurgens at this point and especially when center's a more premium position than guard and i would argue and and this is probably your question i'll pose this to you if you can play center you can play guard but if you can play guard that doesn't mean you can play center would you agree with that uh, i i agree with that yeah all the way i i believe that i just seen a tendency and we know kyle shanahan values these guys left tackle first then right tackle center and then the guards the guards are definitely lesser value so taking a center over guard makes a ton of sense but just the way that they've drafted before, it's been all tackles yeah. and they all play other positions besides Banks, who is the outlier, which I know I didn't see coming. Nobody did. Nobody. Banks was Nobody. shocked. Somebody took me that early? What? <laughs> it was that, that oh, Drewski meme. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I like Banks. Right. So I do like Banks. I hope it works <clears> out. Hey, it's, it's and, good. And I like Jurgen's nastiness. Like, that's good. That's going to be a fun watch for the for 49ers fans that like watching interior offensive line. Very accurate. All right, can we pause the clock, my friend? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I want to trade. John up. wants to trade up. I want it. Jo I want to trade up. What Here's what I want to offer. Here's I. I I want to I want to, I want this pick right here, okay? But I don't want to make too aggressive of an offer. But I want to put this offer out there, and I want to see what you're going to say next year. The 49ers have 11 picks currently. Might get knocked down to 10 uh, with the compensation picks, uh, but whatever. I want to offer our fifth round pick, number 172. 
And one yeah. of our compensation, six round picks, we have 220-221 back-to-back. And I, I want to see where that will get us. I'm also comfortable. Th- this is how much I want to move up now. Offering a 2023 six rounder. So a three for one trade. That's like, so our fifth, our last six this year, which we got compensation pick. Thank you. I think Solomon Thomas. Um, I, I felt weird saying. And then um, <laughs> next year's six round pick. That That's what I would like to offer. And if they reject it, let's skip down about 10 picks and offer it again, if that's okay. Is that, are we okay, so you want to offer that? it at you want to offer it at 135? Yes. I I, I don't Ooh, want this guy because yeah. I think he's special and I think he's unique. There's lots of other guys that we can wait on, but I want somebody that I have something in mind for. And I don't want to spoil <laughs> okay, so it you just want, in case somebody John, John doing all this for Matariza is crazy, man. It really is. Really it's, it's, it's absolutely it's bonkers. I uh, see so you want 172 and 220. 172, 220, and next year's sixth. Yeah. And next year's sixth. Does yes. anyone anyone have any disagreements with this? This is a hard no for anybody. No, was it two twenty or two twenty one, John? It doesn't matter. There's a it doesn't matter. You're going either one. You're like on whatever. The trade chart. I'll, whatever. There. One of them's Jason's there. pick anyway, so who cares? Yeah, that, and and I absolutely a hundred percent agree with that. And 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 when you start to think about the values, like just because the 49ers have been very successful rounds three, four, and five, don't necessarily make those picks valuable. Yeah. It just means that the 49ers have done a good job there. For the most part, 70%, 80% of the time, if you're taken in those in those spots, yeah. you're just a guy. So yeah, I 100% agree with that. If, if John's identified someone that he really thinks is a difference maker here at this point, I, I, I really <laughs> don't think that those guys are hanging on trees and they won't be around in the fourth or fifth round. So I, I have no problem with it. Fair. Uh- Kansas City declined it. So is there anyone Mother- else you want me to try wow. to make that trade? Of course, of course they did, jerks. Yeah. Let's let's drop down 10 because I think I want to be realistic and I don't want to take it. Let's drop down about 10 picks and then let's, so Denver? let's see if that person's there. Yes, sir. Okay, all right. So we'll wait first. Wait and, to see if the guy's And while we're doing that, we had a super chat come in from uh, Jessica says, so fun watching you, you for banter. John and Jason, thanks for joining the TCC tonight. Dude, that is awesome. Thank you guys for that. having us. And yeah, appreciate you guys for having us, man. Like, uh, you know. It's this always good when people want to have you on and, and talk about stuff. Like, you know, sometimes you think you're talking into the void. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> hey, man, no worries. You guys have been killing it. Uh, so there's there's your 10 spots. Is your gentleman still there is the question. Yes. Yes. Run that trade. Well, right. Run there that trade. Right. We We're going to run to this. This might work because the Broncos see. need some picks. Broncos, and the Broncos yeah, and, and the Broncos owe the 49ers because they allowed the 49ers. They, well, the 49ers allowed them to move up for their franchise running back Javante Williams. Yes, I'm not bitter or anything like that. I don't I I, I never really was had accepted. a crush on Javante Williams. Oh, there, there you go. go. I love the, it. The, One, the we Broncos gave you back cuz they took Russell Wilson out of our division. I, I'm cool True. with that too. All right, go to wide receiver my good friend and I I want to talk about this. Yeah, I'm double dipping. 49ers did this last year as well. We had three wide receivers coming into the draft. This better be the guy I'm thinking of. Go to wide receiver my good friend. I'm going to laugh if he okay, went I, like I missed this. it. I'm going to be upset. Make Trey Lance comfortable. I love me some Sky more. Oh, man, you're going to get mad at me, Jason. Uh, no, I'm not. It, it's not. I want to make sure he's there. Is a wide receiver. Can we pull that up? I have I it up know. right now. Okay. Oh, no, we can only see it. You guys aren't seeing yeah. it. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, man, I, I hope he's gone hey, just hey, so hey. Like, I could get all the hate mail. Right there at the top of the board, baby. Right there. I want 4-2-3 speed. I want 6-2. I want Tyquan Thornton. This is going to be the perfect fit for Trey Lance. We got the elusive wide receiver, Sky Moore. Now we got Tyquan Thornton. Guess what? 
We are now stacked at the wide receiver position for our young quarterback, Trey Lance, and I could not be more ecstatic. If we drafted Tyquan Thornton in the fourth round, I would be happy because this guy has a clear path to NFL success. And we saw who did Trey Lance have the most compatibility with during training camp in the offseason? Trent Sherfield. Oh, well, uh, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whenever he was with the twos, right? Yeah, Yeah. IU definitely whenever he stepped in. But guess what? Sherfield's gone. He's tall, 6'1". He's a burner. This guy's taller. This guy's faster. Oh, my gosh. I, I really want this pair to take place. I feel good about this. I feel really, really good about this. Somebody tell me I'm not crazy or I'm crazy. Tell me I'm crazy. No, no, you're, you're, you're not crazy. And I'm glad that you mentioned him because I was actually one of the wide receivers aside from my drive crushes that I actually dug in on. And I got a chance to watch him at Baylor. Um, he was a victim a little bit of his own quarterback play. I thought that he was great in terms of his understanding where his own schemes were and, uh, and sitting things down at the right spots. Obviously when you talk about the speed, he was able to get away from that. My only concerns with sorry, Conforn, these are, these are only two concerns that I really have. One, he needs to put on a little bit more weight. The press coverage thing is going to be something that I'm a little bit hesitant to see if he can beat. But again, when you're talking about where he was slotted in his 49ers team, he wouldn't be the focal point of anybody's defense and he wouldn't be getting the right guy or or the best guy. But the other thing is he had zero drops. And I think that's the part that kind of sways people the wrong way. But I need him to be tougher at the catch point. What I mean is when the ball's up and a guy, a defender brings his hands through, you need to be able to be tougher and bring those things in. And I think that, but when you're talking about Taekwon, how he fits, where does he fit and the speed? I think that right now that's a great pick. And I love Taekwon Thor. And I just, I had, those are my main concerns. It's not about speed. It's not about being able to get open and understand the defenses. Cause I think he's great at that. It's about, can you beat yeah. press coverage and can you make those tough catches because those athletes get better when you get to the next level. But again, there's going to be many times where Taekwon Thornton's on the field to clear things out. Like yeah. literally take two guys with him and open guys up. So there's, there's going to be spots for him. And then when that gets to get old, then all of a sudden you have to bring some, somebody else down and, and guard Ayuk and, and he'll have his shots. So I love this pick. I think it's a, it's a, it's a genius move for you uh, here, John. Man, one more thing I do want to say about Tyquan Thornton that I really like. I, I went through every single combine wide receiver and added their height, their arm length, and their vertical to try to determine as close as we can to catch radius. This dude's sixth highest in the entire NFL draft. And so if you add all those things up, that's 143 inches. This dude's getting flat footed. He's getting up there. I mean, he's, this dude's a jumper. So I'm still here. Guys jump ball, all those things. He's got, he's got all of it. So uh, excited for this guy. I loved it. I'm very, very happy right now. Yeah. And I think when you're talking about what the 49ers need, a tall vertical receiver is what you really needed. That guy that could take the top off, uh, let Trey use his big arm to stretch the defense. Everyone's been loading the box against Jimmy. Now with Trey, you have to take advantage of that. Marquise Goodwin, <clears throat> Travis Benjamin, you know, this guy right here makes a lot of sense. You go ahead and put him in there. Now he has the height over the other two guys. Um, you're, j- the things Jason said is right. The, that was the things that I was concerned about was the physicalness. Uh, he's going to be able to be stopped with press man coverage. The question is, can you use this guy in the slot? Occasionally, sometimes get him in motion so he doesn't have that defender right there and then get him going vertical where he can take the top off. That'll be big for Debo Samuel and George Kittle operating over the middle of the field. Yeah, and listen, chat, chat, I, I've been, I took a peek at Chat too just to see they're not going to hate this pick at all because they were sitting there going, you guys, regardless of the realisticness 
of, of Christian Watson. You should have just taken Christian Watson there because of the size <laughs> and the speed and everything else. So look, it, it, realistically, right, agreed with you guys on this in terms of Christian Watson probably not being there at 61. If you want Christian Watson, you're going to have to move up. And, and one chat thing, and, and uh, John, let's, let's let you uh, answer this, is David Campbell said, doesn't sound like a very good blocker, though. Yeah, he's got, he's got some work Ooh. there. There there's no problem about that. Uh, he he's yeah. And again, we we got this guy. What round are we in? The fifth round, right? Right. So when whenever Accurate. you get to this point, there's questions that you ask in the scouting room or in the coaching room. And so whenever like coaches are sitting down trying to personnel out, okay, what do we do with this guy? At some point, you get to the question of, and you always have a coach say this: Don't tell me what he can't do. Tell me what he can do. How can this guy help us? And that's a very clear path, very clear path. Speed, downfield, jump ball. That's what he can do. Okay, blocking. Well, guess what? This dude's big. He's tall. He's got length. He's got arms. We, we, we got to coach him up. We got we to gotta get him there. And so yep. this isn't somebody that's pushing for starting snaps anyway. Uh, he's going to have a very clear, Agreed. defined role early, and that's going to have to grow. One more concern big, that I have, but another positive that I have with Saquon. The concern is sometimes in and out of his breaks, he's just he just needs to be a little bit crisper coming out of. But I would say this in the goal line towards that red zone, he has a knack for getting himself open. And again, I, I point back to the Baylor game against Oklahoma in which he had a guy Well, he, he completely baked his guy. Maybe he wasn't as fast out of the break that I would have liked, but he won the route. He was wide open. The Baylor quarterback didn't put it on him. It ends up incomplete. Literally in that same game, they go to the other side and he does it again. And he's wide open by like 10 feet Ooh, and yeah. uh, the ball goes up and he scores a touchdown. So while I love what he does in the red zone, my other concern, if I could throw one more concern, on it, even though I love this pick, I love this pick is right. just in and out of his breaks. Can you be faster? Can you uh, can you uh, show the same right like bounce right? Okay, like can you not telegraph that like uh, uh, another route is going another way? So in the same way that I love this, and especially where you're getting Taekwon Thor, and you cannot beat this at all. So I, it's just those are one of the concerns. But again, when you're looking at the draft price, this is a slam dunk, I think, in my opinion. Uh, agreed with you there, and uh, we just had a super chat from Heather nine ninety nine dollars because Aponte is hot. So Jason, appreciate oh. the, the good looks, my guy. Oh. Yeah, appreciate the good looks, oh. my guy. Thanks for bringing the girls to the pod. Uh, yeah. Appreciate that, sir. Appreciate that Hi, in a big way. Hey, but but look, in a big way here. At the end of the day, you guys aren't wrong on this. Uh, there, all of the concerns you brought up with with Mr. Thornton there are all accurate. Uh, the release stuff, getting in and out of breaks that you talked about was one of my big critiques when we did our wide right. receiver stuff with him. Uh, so I think you guys are spot on on this. And because you're spot on on this, I think this is a very good risk that we're taking here. Mr. Chapman, great trade up, my guy. 145, Tyquan Thornton is the pick. And there it is. It's off the board. It is official. Uh, no more going back. Sees. I saw a couple people uh, in chat that maybe weren't the happiest with it because they were just like, well, if you were going to do this, why didn't you just take Christian Watson earlier? But you know what? It's done. It's 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 been done. The Stop talking to my GM let like me say, that. Let, let me say this. And again, this is a legit thing. Like, I get the Christian Watson thing. I don't think he's going to be there. But the fact that you got a distinct good route runner that's a yards after the catch guy and basically a Christian Watson light, uh, which is what Taekwon is like, you're getting best of both worlds. So you're getting somebody that's a small shifty, good route runner and all that things with a tall high speed. It's both. Um, so yeah, I, if we could get Christian Watson, that's cool, but man, I would love this pair. If you told me we walked out of this draft with Sky Moore and Taekwon Thornton, I'm telling you right now, man, I have a lot less concerns about Trey Lance, even though I don't have many concerns about Trey Lance, like he's going to be comfortable. I'm going to keep saying that 
because I think it's important. Oh, Matterizer just went. Look at that. Oh, my God, man. That, that's it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted right now because that was going to be my next pick. But I think what I wanted to piggyback on seriously from John Chat is what he's saying is more is better. Okay. And, and what I'm talking about is everyone agrees that this whole draft process is a crapshoot all across the board, right? And taking more than one heightens your chances of having one of those guys be the guy, right? So if you put all your eggs in the basket of, of Christian Watts, which Trey Lance, you guys have seen what Jamar Chase yeah. and Joe Burrow have done. I don't really like that comparison, in my opinion, just because they don't win in the same ways. These guys are completely different. And if you're expecting what Jamar Chase and what Burrow did to be what Trey Lance and Watson would do, I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment. But at the same time, when you double your chances at the position, you have a chance, you have a better chance. And for everybody who tells you the draft is a crapshoot, what's wrong with having more than one uh, option at that spot. And the 49ers have shown a propensity to that. Again, especially when we think about there are really only three wide receivers that the 49ers have on the contract, Debo Samuel, Brendan Ayuk, Raven McLeod, Juwan Jennings is probably going to be back after that. River Craycraft is not here to save you. Um, Trey Taylor's on the Bengals. Um, uh, Richard James is on the Giants. You've got to fill this out. And when you're filling this out now, you're filling it out with guys who have higher upside and more to add to the team as opposed to guys who just have played the position and, and what, which is what the 49ers have done. There's no Muhammad Sanu coming down the way to play backup quarterback and be your big slot guy, right? Like no faith uh, in Keyshawn right. Johnson, I hear. And, and, and also, and, and, and also, you know, not that, not that I'm bitter guys or anything like that. Drafting Jalen Hurd over Terry McLaurin is still never going to leave me in a good spot ever in my life. So, you know, sorry, sorry guys. Yeah. I liked her. Uh, That's things. No, you did. You like the fit. You like the fit. You like the fit. You like you like where he was gonna fit in. But I was wrong. Just... I was wrong. I was no. Wrong. I, well, I love her too. So yeah, that one hurt. Oh, we're on one, one eight seven at the top of the list. What oh, is? Oh my up? god, here Jason. Here what, go. So what are you what are you thinking here, Jason? What are you feeling? What are you feeling at one eighty seven? With what so we've, we've already addressed, addressed, right? So we've addressed. Uh, let's let's look wide back receiver. at our picks. Two wide so receivers. So wide receiver six. 61 Sky Moore, a 93 Sam Williams off the edge, cornerback Marcus Jones in the slot at 105, Cam Jurgens at 134, and then the trade up for Tyquan Thornton, the wide receiver out of Baylor. So we got two wide receivers, an edge, a corner, and a center. Let's go another wide receiver. My bad, guys. My bad. My All bad. right. Show me secondary and show me tight end. And okay, I'm going to say tight end. I'm going to say tight end. Not because obviously anyone's going to replace the top one, two guy in the game. We're not talking about that. Okay. But, but we need, but we do need to get depth here. This is a big yes. selling point yes. for me is depth at the wide receiver room. Because if we can go into this upcoming season with potentially Ross Dwelly or, or Charlie Warner, not having to be someone that has to get relied on, I'm all for you here. And, and if we're going to go this route, if we're, we're truly, truly going to do this, I like Jalen Watermeyer. I like the receiving option there. I think he's a big body guy. I think he's willing and capable to be able to block out in space. Um, this isn't like necessarily my favorite tight end in this entire draft class, but the athleticism and, and the stuff that he does on film, there is some positives there. Uh, if you're going to go this route, I feel like this is a good take. No, I do. And I'm just looking and it's between him basically and Daniel Bellinger also as well too. Six, six, um, 255 pounds. I like him as well too, but I do want to look at, uh, 
Yeah, corner. Let's yeah. I mean, at this point, right? Like we're looking. Let me just see who's on. All right, I know who I want to pick. I know I want to pick. Kalen Barnes from Baylor. And I think that that, that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. pick right there at this point. And there is a realistic chance that he would be around in around before that and everything as well. Like I know we've talked about PFN and their and their algorithm is a little bit off. But Kalen Barnes, look, no disrespect to Ambry Thomas, no disrespect to Diamador Lenore. But at this point, the 49ers really have to like load up this depth because while we've seen glimpses with Ambry Thomas and he got much better as he played, that makes a lot of sense, right? Traverius Ward is somebody who they paid money to who's going to be there. If Emmanuel Mosley goes down, when Emmanuel Mosley went down, that was when things a little bit got scary for the 49ers in Seattle, right? Like now you're starting to look at now who we're playing over on these sides. I really like what Barnes does in terms of his physicality and the way that he plays the position. I, I, I would like Barnes here because he does have a shot at kicking somebody inside maybe and, and, and moving these things around. And then, you know what, who knows what, no, the 49ers signed Jason Verrett, Jason Verrett's ready to go. Then you start maybe Ward and Verrett on the outside and Emmanuel Moses on the inside. And now you have enormous depth at a place that while we said, and you know, our first single for being the boy band between me and Chapman is pressure over coverage, but what's wrong with a little bit of depth over on the coverage side. And I, I would pick Kalen Barnes here. Uh, with Kalen Barnes, I think you're looking at an elite trait because he has speed. And when you're into this point, I think that's what you're looking for is elite traits that you can develop into something else. If you're talking about skills and being able to play corner right now, play in and play out, he's going to get beat. And he's going to get beat um, a lot. He has the makeup speed to make up for it. Uh, but at this point, I think it's great value. And as soon as I seen his name on the board, I kind of knew that's where you were going. I like that way more than I like the tight end. In fact, I don't like any of those tight ends that were available because I don't think they can make the roster over the four guys that we have currently. So if you're not going to upgrade, they're a practice squad or they're playing for someone else's team, and that's not good for us. 100%. I think you could have said, you said it much better than I could have ever said it more eloquently. Well, well, well thank you, Jason. I'll take that. <laughs> Any any other pitches you want to make, Mr. Chapman? Or are we just taking Caleb no, Barnes? Like this it. is it. I like it. I like speed. You go for traits. Find a way to get these guys laid in the draft. That's where we are now, day, day three. And this is where the 49ers have made some big hits because you find some good fits, uh, whether that's through traits or scheme. You find a way. I, I like this. I like this pick very, very much. Very good indeed. And that's going to be the pick, gentlemen. Caleb Barnes from Baylor off the board and into the arms of San Francisco. Uh, John, it's going to be back to you, and uh, we got a little ways to go here. I think we're we're down That's it, down right? now That's to two twenty one. No, we've got we got one more two each. more one more two each. more yeah. So one more for John and one more for you. We got two twenty one two twenty one excuse me and two sixty two. Can you pull up yeah, the running backs relevant. as we're going? Absolutely. Don't pause it. Don't pause it. Just let it keep. I, I don't know if we got to wait. Just yeah, let it get down there. My bad. I got excited. Let it get down there. Oh no, no worries. Okay. I can still pull this up at the same time. It can roll in the background. Mr. Chapman. Mr. Chapman, uh, the pleats on your pants. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's the pleat. It's the pleat. The pleats. It's the pleats. Pleat. <laughs> Don't act like you're not impressed. All right. Um, here we go. Now, as we get here, th- I think this is where we start to look at where the running back position is. And the late round running backs get some more depth in there. We talked about James Cook. If he falls, I would love to get that guy. There are two guys. Uh, not just one here. So I'm kind of, I don't know if I want to pass it off, but Kyle Shanahan loves top 40 times. And if you don't take one, I'm taking one. There, see, I like that. 
there were only six running backs of the combine that ran sub four, four. This is a very, very fast class. One of those is Ty Chandler who ran a four, three, eight. The other is Isaiah Pacheco who ran a four, three, seven. You are talking serious speed. Mostert's gone. That is two perfect fits. Um, me personally, very similar to the rankings here. I believe Ty Chandler is a better fit and a better running back. I'm throwing Ty Chandler out of North Carolina. That's who I want in this sixth round. One of my targets, um, I, again, speed. I don't want speed, man. I mean, it's fair. I mean, listen, I can't I disagree Ty, at all, not, actually. No, not even a little bit, because Ty Chandler is another guy that's on my board high. I've been, been falling in love with him more and more the, the more I go through stuff on his film. And, uh, no, you're right. I mean, he, he does fit the scheme, the way he runs. I like, I like his patience. I like his ability to run both inside and out, although I think right now he's a better outside runner than he is inside runner. I think he could Great. develop. But you're not asking this guy to come in and take a big load. You're asking him to come in and spell. Uh, and this could be potentially an upgrade in the room, especially if Trey Sermon elevates. Um, you know, you, you have an upgrade at the room at the back end with Jermichael Hastings maybe being on the outs. Yep. And that's not a bad place to be. Um, not a bad place to be at all. All right. Well, if everyone's loving it, it's I'm, done. There it is. And Mr. Aponte now we have is going to come down to you. So much speed on this team, whether it's Sky Moore, uh, Sam Williams, Tyquan Thornton, Kalen Barnes. Like we have put speed at every single position, and that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. No. And uh, as the owner, I will allow this last <laughs> pick be open to the people because I'm oh. an owner of the people, Ooh, right? Like, like I'm an owner to the people. Owner of the people. Like, and, and and this is like, hey, what do you guys think? Because I I know, you know, we, we forced the 49ers not to take Mac Jones, right? Like, we we forced them, right? Like, the fans, like, we have that much power. Like, we forced them <laughs> not to take Mac Jones. But I'm not the owner that Jed York is. I would love to pass this off to whatever the chat is saying in terms of this is the last pick, right? What's on the board at this point? How many times has Mr. Irrelevant hit? And how many times has he been somebody who's an impact player? As an owner of the people, I would love to pass this last pick off to everyone. Let me know what you're thinking. We'll talk about it. Let's see. Um, at this point, tell me what positions you think it is or tell us what positions you think it is and what you think you should be looking at. Because let's be frank. I'm going to be Jason. You guys, like, I'm trying to be frank, but, like, let's, oh, I, I, like, let's be frank, but I'm Jason. Um, it's... This pick doesn't matter. <laughs> and that's why it's named Mr. <laughs> Irrelevant. Like, right? Like these guys never yeah. do anything. And let's just face it, there's no impact players left at this point. So whatever you and guys I, think. I do think this is gonna be one of the crushes. Like the last like five years, we've always had that one undrafted free agent that like everybody's like, oh, Austin Watson Jr., you know, all that stuff. We, we don't have room for that many guys anymore. So like this might be like the guy that, especially if it's on offense, everybody's like, all right. Let's go. So can we see uh, what, what's the best available? Right. So here's what we got for best available currently at this point in time. And chat is leaving some some choices right now. I'm seeing quarterback. I know the pick. I'm seeing, I know my pick. Uh, I know my pick. I'm seeing Connor Hayward. No, I'm saying Connor Hayward. People. Yeah. I'm saying, Con I'm saying Connor Hayward. Look. Are you are you going to flip on the people? I'm biased. I'm biased though. Look, no, no. I just want to. I just, I just want to put this out there. I just want to put this out there as as this is why I I love this guy. I'm biased. At the Senior Bowl, he was the fullback that when I went to training camp last year, I looked at Kyle Juszczyk baking Fred Warner, baking every single person that was in front of him and winning routes. Connor Hayward was that same sort of guy. 
the flexibility. And you know how much Kyle Shanahan loves his positionless football, especially yeah. when it comes to offense, right? Connor Hayward right here as the last pick. This is a guy that I think that is not just somebody that you're like, oh, whatever, throwing around. I think that can be flexible and play. And I, I was super impressed with the way that he was routing up some of the better coverage guys uh, at the senior bowl. And every time that we looked up, I'm like, who's that Michigan state helmet guy. It was Connor Hayward yeah. every time when it came to things like that. So, you know what, as a man of the people, I will leave it up to them. <laughs> my vote, my vote is for Connor Hayward. I would love that pick. Absolutely. Even so, though you've already picked up, you've already picked up the, the, the option on Kyle check, but converted tight end to fullback can can have that sort of flexibility and 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 for everybody in here did you guys know Kyle Uzcheck used to play quarterback and Kyle Uzcheck went to Harvard does anybody know that yeah I mean because that was something I just found out I'm just kidding guys I'm just I love it look look at the end of the day at the end of the day here's the good news sir here's the good news you want to be a man of the people you put out Connor Hayward into the ether, and I'm seeing a lot of Connor Hayward spam yes. in the chat. Seeing some Connor yes. Haywards from Ken Martin. I'm seeing Connor Hayward from Paul Sanders. I'm seeing Hayward from Art the Collector. Uh, a, a couple of people here going in with Hayward. And here's the best part: is right now the poll is sitting at 32% other and comment. So the comment that is getting the most love right now is Connor Hayward. So guess what, Mr. Aponte? The chat agreed with you, Connor Hayward. It is. And there it is, folks. Wow. There it is, ladies and what gentlemen. A what a pick! The mock, uh, the, the the war room is is complete. We got a nice seven round pick here. Sky Moore at sixty one. Sam Williams, edge from Mississippi at ninety three. One hundred five. Marcus Jones, Cameron Jurgens at one thirty four. Tyquan Thornton at one forty five. The trade up there orchestrated by Mister Chapman. Uh, Kalen Barnes there, the selection of quarterback from Mister Mister Aponte. Ty Chandler at two twenty one. And Connor Hayward, Mister Irrelevant for San Francisco. Wow. I'd be happy with this squad. I would be happy with this squad. You're welcome, 49er fans, and raise the Lombardi. Just saying. <laughs> For real. Raise the Lombardi. You're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. Hey, this was an absolute blast, gentlemen. Yeah. Absolute blast. We cannot thank you enough for coming on and, and giving your takes here for, for the TCC and, you know, letting letting us pitch you guys some guys and just conversing this out and getting a feel for, you know, how, how everyone across the spectrum here in, in 49ers land with different content creators, how they're feeling about uh, just different guys in the draft. It was fun, man. And, and teams do this. NFL teams do this exact same thing we just did. What if and all those things. And so yeah, spend some time as listeners. I know you guys do. And tag us. Let us know. I love those conversations. Like, what do you think of this and all that stuff? But start to – what I would argue is don't fall in love with the players so much that, you know, we pick or other experts pick. Rather focus on the positions at those and the players available mm -hmm. at those positions. So if you're wanting to educate yourself to have a better draft experience as a 49ers fan, pay attention to those names that are available and start doing a little bit of research there because whenever you watch the draft and you, it just makes it so much more enjoyable whenever you get those guys that you know about and how they'll fit. 100%. And that's the fun part of this is we're just doing projecting. And I think the best part about this is checking your work later on after a year. Uh, oh, man, look, I love this guy. Where did he end up? I love I didn't like this guy. Well, he was better. And I think that that helps you evaluate players better. And I think that's what people, the hardcore 49er fans and the hardcore football fans love is this draft season thing. And this is why football is a superior product. There is no offseason. There is no time where things get, you know, slow or anything like that in your eyes if you're 
focus in on these things. And uh, I think this was a fun ass exercise. I had a blast doing this with you guys. Yeah, this was absolutely fun. And Philip, I will go ahead and put the results of this at, on Twitter. So you can go onto our Twitter and check that out. We'll oh, tag everybody so everyone can see the Chat results. Me. You ready? Yeah, but everything's on you. Jay Aponte uh, passed on Christian Watson. Let's get no, I did it. What I did was what I did. What I did was what I did was I passed the responsibility off to like your owner said I don't get involved in those things at all. And I was trying to be the people's owner. Goodness gracious, man. No matter what, man, at this point, we're just going to get cooked for whatever any sort of things you put out there. And I think that's for any content creator out there, anyone who's watching, anyone who does this and including you guys. You have to know that whenever you put an opinion out there, there's going to be someone that literally when you say two plus two equals four, they're going to go on Twitter and say you're a moron because two plus two equals five. And and you just have to deal with sort of that, that sort of stuff. So. The first time my grandmother was insulted by a follower was over a mock draft. So like I just, you know, that's just that's where it well, goes. grandma's not even off limits, not no, even she, off limits. So she, she, she should have spent more time watching film. That's on her. Well, yeah. Make her watch the tape. Rich Madrid. Shout yeah. out to him. Man. Watch the tape. Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, you yeah. Go. That, that's fun. That's fun. Fun discourse. If anyone's had a chance to read that. <laughs> oh, my Lord, man. Oh, oh my lord! Hey, uh, John, it. also though, pitch, pitch the draft party. I want everyone to to hear about the draft party. You got the oh. big things going on out there in Vegas. I know yeah, Jason's Ponte, involved man. as well. Um, yeah, yeah, we're throwing. We rented out a club in Mandalay Bay uh, for the NFL draft, which is going to be awesome. Fred Warner, Elijah Mitchell coming out. So uh, we're going to be broadcasting the entire time, days one and day two. And if you want to meet Fred Warner and Elijah Mitchell and party in Vegas during the draft, the whole idea was. How do we plan the best draft experience for fans? Screw money, screw everything else. Let's just create the experience. Let everything take care of itself. Uh, if you want to do that, head over to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com, um, and you can get your tickets there. Uh, some, uh, Go check it out. Uh, I don't know. Jason's going to be there. If you think he's hot, you, you'll get to meet him. He'll be <laughs> drinking, so maybe I got a chance. Uh, he's turned me down like three times in a row, but, you know, I'm still shooting my shot, so it's what it is. Look at this guy. Look, hey, at, this look guy. at this guy. For real, look look at this guy. You ain't wrong. Well, it's and, about uh, Jason- – it's Go about ahead, business. Yeah. It's about business and, and and pleasure and stuff like that. And, and and you know what? Unfortunately, while I do enjoy John's company, I just don't see him in that way. That's all. Gosh, <laughs> fair. It's, it's fair. Look, yeah. uh, everyone's got I'm different offended. different flavors and different I'm tastes. Offended. No, no, don't be. Uh, don't be because I would hate to lose the relationship that we have over something that I would eventually ruin with That's my toxic fair. ass. And true. And also, I do. this is important. My wife's going to be there this time. So I'm just saying. I'm just Such saying. a nice woman, go. too. Also, if you guys want to meet John Chapman's wife, she's like one of the nicest people she in the right. world. She all right. Yeah. I date She all right, man. And no, no. You know what John sounds like? He sounds like the, like, if for anybody who's ever seen the other guys, my wife's a big battle axe and a ball and chain. And like, and you Will get Ferrell. to the house and it's, and, and it's Eva Mendez. Like, yeah. that's, that, that's John Chapman. No, seriously, John, who is this? Yeah, I, I was I was tagging my uh, my podcast on YouTube and like suggested tags came up as John Chapman's, John Chapman's wife. wife, John Chapman 49ers wife. And I was like, I what saw the that. hell. And so like I started doing research. It's got a lot of clicks <laughs> like, uh, all right. All right. I appreciate that. No I disrespect, guess. John. Very no, nice woman. That's it. Nothing. Not nothing like that. And everything. Not very taken. beautiful woman. You're a very lucky man. That's it. That's all. That's all. bro. This is where the war room went. All right. <laughs> Here we go. How did we get here? I have yeah. no idea how we got here. <laughs> Mr. Aponte, make sure you, before we sign off officially for the night, make sure you plug where everyone can find you and where they can talk to you. 
Yeah, shout out to you guys for having us on, man. Appreciate that, man. Anytime anybody wants to pick my brain for whatever reason, I, I still can't wrap my, my mind around why anybody would care what I have to say. But thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys. This is an amazing show. Make sure you, anybody that's here, obviously, you're tapped in with these guys, but make sure that you guys are tapped in with them, please, in anywhere that they're at, whether it's Twitter, YouTube, any of that stuff as well, too. Make sure you tap in with John. John's one of the nicest guys in his business and one of the most knowledgeable guys in his business, man. Make sure that you guys are tapped in with him as well, too. For me, um, you can follow me on Twitter, Jason Aponte2103. That's my uh, fake burner account, as Eric Crocker likes to call it all the time, because I have numbers on it and everything. I just will not change it because ever since Crocker brought it up, that's going to bother him. And I love bothering Croc. That's the best thing I've ever done. And uh, you can follow me on YouTube, Jason Aponte. And uh, Patreon also is where I have some of my NFL draft breakdowns. Uh, that's the one that I did about Taekwondo Thornton as well, too. So if you guys want to see some exclusive content, um, and it's not feet or anything like that from OnlyFans or anything like that, it's, it's actual <laughs> football well, breakdowns and that. stuff like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. So um, I, I, I'm just having fun, man. This was a blast, man. It. And thank you guys. And, and uh, yeah, that's where you guys can follow me. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to take a chance to plug something. We have a draft party going on as well in Northern California. Uh, we're going to be doing it in Galt, California at the Back Ooh, Alley Brewery. Yeah. If you're around Northern California and like to come party with us, we're going to have big screen TV set up. We're going to have, the, have it going the whole time, the whole draft. But also we're going to have our commentary there so you can come hang out with us. Uh, it's going to be a good time. So if you're not able to go out to Vegas and you're going to stay around Northern California, come hang out with us. Absolutely. April 29th, it'll be 4 to 8 p.m. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be a blast. Gentlemen, we cannot thank you enough. And for anyone that's a patron or a channel member, or if you want to hear just some of the aftermath and chat with us about what just went down with 49ers War Room, we're going to be going live for our patron and channel members only right after this. So make sure you stay tuned. You can join right now. Hit that join button. Come chat with us about what just went down and what just happened and why it went the way it did. But gentlemen, Thank you so not, so much. We cannot appreciate enough you guys taking the time out to do this with us. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I imagine there'll be some some more of this in the future, hopefully. Hope so. Hope so. Thanks, For guys. Sure. This is awesome. Appreciate it. All right, guys. And we appreciate it. And cut back crew. Until the next one, stay safe. Remember the right way. Is always the 49ers way. You subscribed, but are you a channel member? You probably should be. You get extra additional content, Madden gameplays, you get early access to tons of different videos, as well as... Uh, as well as, what do we call those things again? Oh, that's right. Live membership only live streams. That's right. Only for members, only for you. You get all of our time and not just football, Ant. Yeah, lots of other stuff as well. So go ahead and click the join button right now and join the 49ers Cutback Crew. Get some cool emojis also. Oh, yeah, that as well.